You're worthy to be exalted, God. So we exalt you over this whole situation, Lord God. We know that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. We know that you are able, Lord God. You're able to bring healing, Lord. I know that there's a refining taking place right now in your body, God. So we ask you, Lord, to uh, bring us understanding, Lord. Give us understanding of the times that we're living in, God. Of our responsibility in these times that we live in, Lord. Father, uh, I thank you that you have taken our focus off of many things that could potentially have been distractions in our lives, Lord. And you have given us direction and you're giving us direction. So I pray, Lord, that fresh vision would be birthed, Lord God, in our lives, even in this time of isolation, God. That we would understand truly what matters to you, that it would father matter to us even in a greater way god we know lord jesus that the father even as as we pray lord god uh, thy kingdom come and thy will be done we understand that your kingdom is here lord and we understand that you're uh, doing something different something that we may not understand god but we choose to walk by faith and not by sight lord so i pray that we wouldn't desire to go back to other things lord god or or the way we were living our lives even as believers but i thank you for the higher call you've given us a higher call lord so today i ask you god that your anointing would be upon me lord father it's not about any knowledge that i may have lord it's about you and it's about your anointing and i pray that you are glorified today god we thank you lord as i look around and i see things even in our community at a standstill but i understand that they're at a standstill uh, across the land lord so i pray that your anointing would be upon me lord anoint me that i would just simply stand lord and that you would minister through me god you have your way today lord and let your people lord god understand open up their ears of understanding lord and let us be attentive to you today god you have your way and you make a way for us even where it looks like there is no way, God. We pray a prayer for those that are affected uh, financially through this. We know that there's many that are affected spiritually. We pray for those that are affected financially, Lord. That, Father, that you will reveal yourself, Lord. Not so much in a monetary way, God, but in a spiritual way, Lord. We pray for those that are sick from this uh, plague, this disease that's going around, Lord. We pray healing upon them, God. We pray that you'd give the doctors wisdom, uh, protect the healthcare workers, God. We pray for uh, uh, those that are hurting from the loss uh, of loved ones, Lord. Those that can be visited in the hospital, God. Uh, Father, we just pray that you would reveal yourself in this situation. That you would show yourself as faithful, God. Because we know that you're faithful, Lord. Have your way today. Anoint me, use me, in Jesus' name, amen. So uh, I just want to thank everybody for being here again. This is, a, this is a blessing. We will be getting together next Sunday. We did get uh, approval to do this. We're not just doing it on our own. We, we got approval and we went through the proper channels. So I want you to know that we will be having uh, a, a service next Sunday at the same time. And, and you're invited and you can invite others. So today, you know, as I was praying and as we were worshiping, 
And I was, you know, today is, is Palm Sunday. We know that, that, that Jesus was going into Jerusalem and when we, we can envision maybe the palms being laid down as he's, uh, as he's getting ready and preparing to go into the city. And, and as, as, we were, as we were worshiping and I was praying, I could visualize Jesus going in and the palms being laid down before uh, the king. And, and, and I just I got this revelation that the Lord said that right now there's spiritual palms that are being laid down because I understand and we understand that Jesus is coming back and he's coming back for his own. Amen. And there is a there, there's a separation and a refining that's happening in the house of God. So we know that that this world is not the only thing that's being affected by this. But I know that that the Lord is dealing with his church even right now. But I know that God is calling us up higher. He's calling us up to a higher revelation of who he is. A higher revelation, a, a, a higher relationship, a place of understanding, a, a place of looking and seeing what God sees, a place of, of preparation. I'm looking at this time as a place of, of preparation. God is preparing us for something greater, something greater than what's taking place right now, something greater than what has taken place previously. There's a preparation for his bride. He's refining and renewing and cleansing his bride at this point. And I'm excited about what's going on. I'm going to talk a little bit. Uh, there's a couple of scriptures I want to read through. And uh, it's something that the Lord gave me. So I'm going to make sure that, uh, that we gain some understanding in it. I hope everybody can hear all right. And I hope my voice is carrying out all the way through the highways and the byways, through the neighborhoods. I hope that the word, because I know that God's word does not come back void. So I'm going to read a scripture, a passage. And I'm going to read it out of a couple of different uh, versions just so that we can gain understanding because I want you to know that you have a very important role and responsibility in what God is doing at this time. He has anointed you and called you and gifted you and right now he's preparing you. And uh, for us, the reality is it's time to receive. You can say it in your car, somebody say receive. It's time for us to receive what God has for us. Whenever you receive something though, there's always a time as, as we receive it, there's a time for us to let it go and for God to let it flow through us. So he gave me a scripture and let's, let's go to the book of, of Romans and we're going to read a passage. And it's a passage that's so familiar to us that, that we read it uh, many times on a regular basis. But I want to gain a little bit of understanding about it. We're going to go to uh, 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 Romans 8. Uh, we're going to start at verse 28. And, and this is something that is confessed by many of us, if not all of us or most of us, in certain times when we see ourselves going through maybe different hardships or, or, or whatever. But I want to take a look at this uh, a little closer. And I want to uh, kind of dissect it a little bit uh, along the lines of what God gave me. So let's uh, let's open up our Bibles or however you're going to do it. And the, and the Word of God says this, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those 
who are called according to his purpose. Somebody say called and somebody say purpose. So we know that, that, that uh, first of all, we understand that, that, that God is working through all this. And there is a good thing that's taking place for those that have been called, which would be you and I. Those that have been set apart, which would be you and I. But look at this. For his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, somebody say predestined, these he also called, you can say called, whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, these also, these he also glorified. Okay, uh, verse 31, what then can we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. Now I'm going to read it out of a different version and then we're going to look into it a little bit. And again, we are assured and know that God, being a partner in their labor, uh, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to those and those who love God and are called according to His design and purpose. So through all this, there is a design and purpose, okay? God has not left His church behind, and He's not let, let us be ignorant to what He's doing at this time. Verse 29, For those whom He foreknew, of whom He was aware and loved beforehand, he also destined from beginning, foreordaining them to be molded into the image of his son and share inwardly his likeness that he might become the firstborn of, among many brethren. And those whom he thus foreordained, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified or acquitted or made righteous with himself. And those whom he justified, he also glorified, raising them to a heavenly dignity and, uh, or, and a condition or a state of being. What then shall we say to all of this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be our foe if God is on our side? So Father, I pray that you would bring clarity to what this message is saying, Lord. And that you would bring clarity to us, even as we're seeking you individually and as we're coming together corporately, Lord. So I pray for a fresh revelation right now that you'll be glorified, magnified, and exalted in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. So this is what the Lord uh, has spoken to me about this. He says, I'm going to just read what he gave me. He said, if you are not preparing for your spiritual responsibility in this whole thing, and if you are not, if you are like the rest of this world and three quarters of the church waiting for things to get back to normal, then you are missing what God wants you to do um, <clears throat> in you and through you 
now and when this whole thing is over. See, we, we, as we watch the news and, and, and we're looking at, at uh, you know, and desiring, hey, where is, the, where, where is the normal through all this? What's the norm? You know, God is really wanting to elevate our perspective in a way so that we can look out and so that we can see and so that we could look in and look up and gain understanding. Otherwise, we're going to miss exactly what God wants us to do. These are tough times, there's no doubt about it. But for the church, these are opportune times. And this is a time that God is raising up His church. And this is a time that God is pouring out a fresh anointing. There is a fresh outpouring that is here, that is available to you and I. So God said, God gave me this, you better be getting ready for God to use you in and out, in and out of season, and not only when it's convenient to you. So I tell you, this, to me, it's a lot more convenient to be inside. I, I mean, it's a lot more convenient to be preaching from the pulpit that I'm used to preaching from. It's a lot more convenient to be doing the same things that we're always doing. But God is breaking that wide open for a reason. There, this is being broken wide open because what has taken place is, is there has been a, a, a religious spirit that has tried to consume his church to hold us down. But God is saying, look, not, this is not it. I'm giving you a greater perspective, a higher way of looking at things. I'm giving you my perspective so you can gain understanding in what your responsibility is. The world wants everything to get back to normal, and foolish Christians think they uh, they aren't going to have to go through rough times. Okay, we understand. I mean, much of the church is just waiting. Okay, Jesus, when you come in, the the church is being refined right now. God is refining His house. There's a renewing that's taking place, a purification that's happening. The church is going to pass through a few things. I want to tell you that right now. He said. To consider it pure joy when we go through trials of many times. There's going to be a, a trial for the church itself. How else can the church be purified? How else can that get, can those things that have really come in and woven themselves into the very fabric of the church that are ungodly, how can those things be pushed out unless the church is going through some things? See, God wants us to respond to Him in a way because He has called us with such a great call I want to talk a little bit in a while about him foreknowing us but look so Jesus is purifying his bride there will be a shaking there's a shaking that's taking place right now there's a shaking that's happening and we've been preparing we've been preparing for it through his word we've been preparing for it by getting together as churches and, and, and praying and, and coming together in fellowship and in communion. There has been a preparation happening. And now there's a greater preparation. So God is dealing with us in, in attitude. He's dealing with us uh, spiritually so we pray more. He's dealing with us so that we can uh, really grab a hold of Him like we never have before. So that we could put down many desires, worldly desires. I'm not saying... Uh, uh, sinful desires. I'm just saying sometimes we're desiring things that get in our way of serving the Lord. Those are called idols. 
So right now God is refining his church because he is coming back. And he wants people to join with us when he comes back for us. So don't think that God is only going to judge this world for rejecting him. But he's also looking at his church. He, the, the Bible says in First Peter, he talks about judgment. Watch, God is going to judge his church for rejecting him and his son and his word. Uh, betrayal of the mission, um, which is the great commission. Denying the power of the cross. Denying the mission, which is laid out before us. The Bible says judgment begins with the house of God. He says that in the book of Peter. Uh, 1 Peter 4, 17. So God is refining his house. He's looking at his church. And first and foremost, see when Jesus made the scene, we got to understand that he was dealing with his church. He was dealing with the religious. He was dealing with those who, who thought they knew the Lord in the church, but they really didn't know him because they didn't even recognize him when he was here. When he made the scene, man, the church leaders didn't recognize him. The congregation didn't recognize him. They basically rejected it, rejected him. We see that in the book of, uh, in the book of John. He was rejected by his own. And I'm telling you, right now God is saying, okay, let's go up higher. Let's go up to a, a higher place. So they were lost in their religion. They forgot what church was supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about Jesus, about a, a life that has been laid down, about taking up your cross and, and carrying it and denying yourself. A life of denial, <clears throat> a life of surrender and submission, a, a life of service to Christ and service to others. There, You know, many times the church, and I'm not... I'm not coming down on us, but I'm saying, I don't want to lose sight of why we're here. I don't want to lose sight of why I'm here. See, us getting together like this is already a success, a success because we're doing something, like I told some of you, outside of the box. We're breaking something in us. It's already a success because we're saying, God, no matter what comes our way, we're going to move forward and do what we got to do. No matter what's happening in this society around us, we're going to make a way because we're going to serve our king and we're going to do whatever it takes in order to move forward in an aggressive way as the bride of Christ. <clears throat> a honk offering, we said. Hallelujah. <laughs> No, we're not done. We're not done. We're just getting started, amen, in Christ. God is doing a work. Be prepared because God has something special for you. Now, so we're taking a step of faith. We're, we're already, we're, it's already a successful thing. You know, as I was as I was praying about it, and it was brought up, and, and another pastor had talked to me about it, you know, and then my wife brought it up, and, 
you know, and I'm thinking about it, you know, and, and, and of course I'm thinking about it in, in my own mentality, and, and, I, and I wasn't praying, and then once I started praying, uh, you know, and God said to do it, right there we're breaking something. We're breaking what we would look at as the normal way of doing things. We're going to, how many you know that there's creative power that lives inside of you right now? There is the greatest creative power that lives inside of you. The power that created the heavens and the earth just with a word. I'm telling you, we have power even in the words that we speak. So God is, is stirring uh, uh, the creative juices within each and every one of us so that we can move forward in the vision and the purpose that he has set aside for us. So, by us getting together like this, we're defeating the enemy. We're stopping the plague in the name of Jesus. We're overcoming the spirit of religion. We're taking a, a step of faith. And we're tapping into that creative power. So, I want you to know that, that through it, God is doing something in you and in I. Let's take a look at the scripture. Um, we read about the pre, uh, predestination. So what I want to understand this is uh, there's something called Calvinism. We're not looking at that. We're looking at the meaning of what of what God said through us being predestined. That that's a you know I don't want us to forget who we are in Christ. Now, we we have been. You and I, it doesn't matter where we came from. It doesn't matter what we did. It doesn't matter what lifestyle that we had. It doesn't matter uh, where we were when God called us. We had been predestined already. He already knew us. He already knew us. I mean, for us, you know, as we're, as we're in our body and, and, and we're, you know, and, and for those of us that, that are getting older and, and whatever's happening, See, God knew us spiritually. He knew us spiritually uh, before we were even uh, uh, conceived. He knew us even before our, our mother and father was even born. He knew us. There was a predestination already. When he, when he was ready and he knew you were ready is when he called you. And he called you for something great. We got to change our way of thinking and think greater things in the name of Jesus, so that God can use us in greater ways than He's ever used us before. I want to tell you, and I say it all the time, this is our time. This is time for the church to rise up. So again, Romans 8, 29 through 31, as we read it, uh, I looked up the word predestined, and it means to destine in advance, to foreordain, to predetermine. It means God has a purpose that is determined Long before it is brought to pass, uh, it implies that God is infinitely capable of planning and then bringing about which he has planned. So what he's saying here is there has already been, the, 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 the blueprint is already drawn out. He has already set aside a path for you and I. Our, our only thing we have to do is respond to him. All we have to do is make ourselves available and God will give us everything we need in order to see it through. Now, it doesn't matter how many, how much finances we have right now. It doesn't matter what it looks like externally. 
It doesn't matter how many people are in church. It doesn't matter how many people aren't in church. What matters is God will see it through. He'll make provision in all areas. He's already made provision. It's already set up. It's only up to us to take a greater step of faith, grab a hold of what he has for us, see it through, fight it through, stand firm, not waver. Man, we need to have an expectation through all this. I'm expecting greater things from the Lord. This is not it. I said it last week. I said, look, the church is not going to go into heaven uh, crippled or crawling. The church is going into heaven victorious in the mighty name of Jesus. More than conquerors set apart for God's honor and glory. That's who we are. And that's who he's called us to be. I can appreciate the honky name ends. We're in agreement in this place. Amen. We're in agreement. So uh, to foreordain. Did you, can you look at this people? You guys have been ordained. We, we cannot reject the call any longer. We cannot reject the call any longer. We can't let uh, uh, the worries of this world. Uh, or, or the desires of this world. Or, or you know our own wants. We cannot let that get in our way of really of what God has already laid out before us. We need to have a determination. He already preordained something, predetermined something for our, for our lives. Something long ago, something that, that he already knew. See, you know, that's, that's why inside, you know, outside, the Bible says that outside, physically, you know, our bodies are, are, are wasting away. But inside we're being renewed daily. There's a daily renewing that's taking place. It doesn't matter how old I am. It doesn't matter how young I am. I'm being renewed. Uh, uh, that's why you never feel as old as you are. Because there's something inside of you that God has already placed there. And that He predetermined for these days that you live in. In order to use you in an extraordinary way. So God wants to use you to impact, somebody say impact, uh, uh, in this, not only in this situation, but when we come out of this situation. So he's calling us to a greater unity. He's calling us to a greater community. He's calling us to a greater anointing. He's calling us to greater gifting. He's calling us together. We are the church people of God. <laughs> I mean, I know that even as we ha as we've been separated, I miss you. I, I miss seeing you. I miss you know. Even though that I might not talk to you every time that that I see, I see you there, and I see you, and, and I miss it. And 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 I'll tell you the truth. I have a, a greater appreciation for each and every one of you. I have a greater appreciation, and 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 I know that sometimes we can take one another for granted. Just like we can take God for granted. Just like we can take the presence of the Lord for granted. I don't know about you, but I believe you miss church. You're here because you've missed church. Nobody made you come. You're here because you've missed gathering as God's people. And that's what we're doing now. Even if we see each other in our cars and, and we're looking at each other from far off, we're still together as a body of Christ. And God is doing something through this. Say amen. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus. 
So it's been a predetermination, okay? So if God predetermines something, then we need to determine. We need to be determined. It's time for us to be determined. Look at this. I looked up the word for new, okay? For new, I looked at it. It's a biblical term, but I looked it up because I wanted to, I, I was wondering, well, what did it mean? You know, I mean, I came to the Lord at the age of, uh, of 30. So, but before that, God already knew. He already was setting things up. There was already godly characteristics inside of me because God had already created me. There was already something that had taken place and something that was already predetermined. So he was even training me even before I, I came into service in his kingdom. So, I, I, you know, that is amazing to me. It, the problem was that I didn't know myself. I was trying to get, my, get to know myself in the natural, but really I needed to get to know myself in the spiritual so God could use me so that he could use you so that we could move forward in a, an aggressive way in the calling of the Lord and take our city for Christ. Okay? So to foreknew for means this, to know, to know in advance. Can you imagine that? Man, that's why we can't get caught up in, in, in hang-ups that we had before. We need to allow the Lord really to refine us because he already knew in advance. All we got to do is like what we're doing now. Not only is this different for me, it's different for you. But so the things that we do as we take a step of faith, God will meet us there. God's here with us today. I want you to know that. This is not in vain. He's here with us. He is here with us. So he knew us in advance. Uh, to, uh, and then uh, as I looked it up, it said to know beforehand. Look, to envision, to foresee. So God already envisioned and has envisioned a plan for you. It's just up to us to walk in it. We can't neglect it. I'm telling you the truth. The days of neglecting, the purposes are, are gone. They're over with. It's time to rise up. It's time to get up. Now all we got to do is meet God here. He already has the vision. Okay. So God knew your spirit before he put you into your body. He has prepared good works kingdom works and advance Ephesians 2:10 for you to accomplish for his kingdom he knows you better than you know yourself it's just up to us to say Lord I want I want to know myself like you know me God I want to be able to leave the old man behind Lord I know I've left all of the the old ways of life and the sin I know I've left the drugs behind now I need to know what you see when you see me God what is the potential I have that I have not yet tapped into, Lord? Take away those old mindsets, that old way of thinking, God, so I can move forward in a godly way. So he foreknew us. He called us, okay? Um, you know, we know what it is to call somebody, okay? We, we understand what it is to, to be called. We understand what it is uh, uh, when we make either a phone call, but, you know, God said that we were called. You were called before you even surrendered to the Lord. There was already a calling that was placed upon your life. There was, there was already a voice that was calling for you. But it was up to us when, when we were like, what? Who was that? Where did that come from? I mean, I was living my own life. I remember. I thought I had it all. I thought I was it all. I, 
you know, some of you can relate to what I'm saying. And then all of a sudden there was this voice, this call. Nothing that I was doing could, could bring me fulfillment. And all of a sudden I had turned a deaf ear to the call. All of a sudden I heard the call and I responded to the call. So it's up to you. After now that you have responded to the call, it's up to, for us to walk in the fullness of what the call is all about. So God stops us in our tracks when he calls us and we turn around and it doesn't matter who we're hanging with. It doesn't matter what our life looks like. It did To me, it didn't even matter what I was doing to make a living. Man, I left all my friends behind from back in the day. I left whatever I needed to, my job, I left it behind. Everything, I left it behind. And I said, okay, I hear the, I hear the voice. I'm listening, Lord. Finally, you've gotten my attention, God. You know, we could ask, well, why wasn't it sooner? Why was it so late? Why have, you know, we have, there's different questions of, of why, but I know that it was this. God's timing is always right. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. It's time to listen to that call. Listen to that voice. You see? Watch, if I were to, to, to call Mike or, or, or Robert or, 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 or Diego, if I were to call them, you know that they'd come. They'd come over here, even if they didn't know why I was calling them, you know, they, they'd walk this way. And, and it was because I was calling them in a personal way. If I said, Diego, come here, uh, Mike wouldn't get up and walk towards me. No, because he's not Diego. See, when God called you personally, he called you by name. He called you by name. He's the shepherd and he knows you by name. And he called you out by name and he called you individually and he said draw closer to me and because of that this world and your influence your influence that you have on people your sphere of influence will never be the same because he's anointed you for such a time as this he's called you and set you apart for such a time as this and he called you by name this is your time Christian this is time to rise up. The King of Glory has called you by name. So to call means this, to cry out to someone, uh, to order or to summon them, or attract their attention, or invite. That's what the, that's what, that's what the word call, uh, uh, the definition is. So when God called you, he extended an invitation. And he says, come son. Come, daughter, I have something special for you. For some of us, he's like, I know you've been hurt. I know you've gone through some stuff. I know you've been through some things. I know that it's been a difficult time. But here I am. I'm giving you an invitation because I have something greater for you. We don't want to settle in our Christianity. We don't want to settle for what we think is best. When God has something greater and better for us. The biggest problem in the house of God is we've learned how to settle. Where we've learned how to settle for the crumbs. And God has something greater for you and I. And God is doing something greater in these times. Make yourself available because the invitation is there. He's gotten our attention. 
everything has stopped. <laughs> I don't know. If, I mean, you guys all know we're all going through different things. We're, we're even adjusting and being home together. You know, even my wife, we love being with each other. You know, on our time off, we love being each other. But let me just say this. If she can bear witness to this, we're adjusting to being together more than we had been before. Can I get a honk to that? Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, <laughs> so the adjustment is happening. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's only an adjustment. Because uh, uh, God is bringing adjustment because he's showing us even how he, you know, uh, my friend Rob uses this all the time. Iron sharpens iron. Iron is sharpening iron. And even though we don't understand it, God is bringing us together and he's creating something better than that was there before. Amen. So I know that as he's bringing these adjustments, he's bringing and preparing us as the church, even for us to come together and really maybe not take each other for granted you know, we need to accept each other for who we are. Sometimes we don't, we, we don't understand, you know, because somebody's different than us. You know, we look at it as a deficit, but God looks at it as, as a strength. Because they have something to offer that we don't have. So look, it, uh, to be called is to invite and to summon, you know, an invitation from heaven. Um, to proclaim. So that means... That when the call took place, there was a proclamation. Remember when Jesus uh, got baptized? This is my son who I'm, who, I'm, who I'm pleased with. Look, God has said that about you and I. These are my children. I have called them. I'm making a proclamation over Espanola, over the surrounding areas. That me, These are my children. I have set them in place for a reason. I'm going to use them as a tool right now before i come back to reach the lost to reach the hurting i have ordained them i've anointed them and i have supplied for every need that they will have uh, in their future see we gotta start somewhere you know when, when we started in this church you know we started with nothing we started with with a vision and a dream we started with, with a desire, and and this bank was a different was a different had a different name, and and I remember our first our, our first purchase was was a storage unit on the other side of this uh, uh, building right here, and that storage unit is a mobile storage unit, in, in case we had to move it somewhere else, and we didn't know how long we were gonna be here because I mean it, it just seemed too big for us, but it wasn't too big for God. God already foreknew. He had already prepared. He had already predestined. He had already preordained. You're not even, you're not an accident in this world. You're not an accident in this ministry. Who would have known that all of these years later we'd be buying this building? We'd be owning this building. We'd even be, God knew that we'd be having a service here today. That's how awesome our God is. This is not news. It's not news to him it, it shouldn't be news to us i'm simply here out of obedience I, i'm going to proclaim the name of christ no matter what uh, you know i mean we got to come out of the box we understand that we, we got to look beyond where we're at 
And we got to be willing to say, Lord, here I am. I'll do whatever you want me to do. And that's what this time is for. God is breaking his church in order so we'll say, here I am, Lord. Send me. I'll do whatever it is you want me to do. I'll put my life out there. I don't care if I'm comfortable. As long as I take that step, you'll meet me there. And we'll do it together, God. We'll do it together because I know that you don't make mistakes. <laughs> you know, some of us might have come into this world in, in, in a way where it looked like, man, you know, least likely, least likely to, to succeed, much less do anything, least likely to, to do anything for Jesus. But I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter how we, how we came in, it matters how we go out, amen. Well done, my good and faithful servant is what we're looking for. So he's saying to proclaim. To be called is to proclaim. huh? To proclaim. He proclaims your name. Uh, to be called is to appoint or to designate. Amen. He has appointed you. He had, has designated you for such a time as this. You know, these times and the fear that's running across this world has nothing on us. Because we serve the King of Glory. He is all-knowing. He has not lost vision for His church. There is a plan and a purpose for His house. There is a plan and a purpose for you and I. We're not washed up. We're not done. These times are greater times than, the, you know, God knew the times that we'd be living in and He set us in place. You and I. And for those that answer the call because the reality is this. Some will come out of us, come out of this and still reject the call. I'm not saying it's us that's here, but those of us that know the truth. We can no longer reject the call. Young people, you can't reject the call. You can't reject the call of God. Because every young person that I've seen that God has, has called you at a young age and preserved you and separated you and you sought after the world looking for more worldliness is what has happened to that is every person that I have ever seen do that have fallen away ten times as hard, seven times as hard at least, because of the fact that they're rejecting the truth. So young people, you, God has already set you up for success, to do greater things than I would ever do, to do greater things than many others would ever do, to stand for the Lord, to have a, a, an awesome life in Christ. But it's up to you to grab a hold of it. Because when you know the truth and you reject it, there's something serious that takes place. So God has preserved you and preserved me and preserved us all here for a reason. huh? We're, we're, we have been preserved for such a time as this. We're, God, God has put his preservative inside of us. Amen. So uh, that's what God gave me for you today. You got to understand Let's look at it again, quickly. You have been predestined. God foreknew you, and he called you. See, right now is what we're doing is we're preserving something. By being here, we're preserving the church. We're preserving the church. You know, uh, when, the, when the thought of coming out here and doing this was first brought to me, you know, of course, when I first heard it from somebody else, and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, man, I hope my wife doesn't hear about that. 
<laughs> yes, you can laugh. You can even amen to that. Why? <laughs> because I'm telling you, my wife challenges me to do certain things that I'm not, that, that I, you know, I was just, just, just getting comfortable with the idea of going back into that sanctuary and streaming it. And, you know, that was already something that I was kind of uncomfortable the first time, but it had settled finally in my, in my spirit. And I thought, man, next time it's going to be like this, this, and this. You know how we are. We already like make a movie about how it's going to be. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, we got to have a, a service outside. And it's like, oh man, you know. But this is no coincidence, people of God. I want to tell you right now, God is moving in an extraordinary way. And he's made himself available to you and I. Grab a hold of him. So I want to pray right now. And I'm going to bless you and, 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 and we can end this service. But I want you to understand that what God has made available to you, you have to be the one to receive it and accept it. There's a huge responsibility involved in it. And it's not an easy, it's not going to be easy. Because these are trying times. So I want to tell you right now, as you exit, these people back here in the face masks are going to be able to uh, let you out. I think they're, okay, they're going to... Uh, open up the barricade right here so that you could take off so if we could just have a row at a time but let me pray first i want you to know i appreciate you you are the family of god god has, you're you're a blessing to me and i'm a blessing to you yes <laughs> we're a blessing to each other we gotta accept each other as a blessing to each other amen so father we just give you glory lord god and as you already foreknew us, God, that means that you have already mapped out a plan for us. And some of us might be starting on that plan. Some of us might be in the middle of that plan. Some of us are, are just wondering, what is that plan? But yet there is a plan. And it's a great plan and an awesome plan. And it's a plan that you have set apart for us, Lord. So I pray, Lord God, that we would leave this place determined that we would grab a hold of what's been made available to us as far as your anointing is concerned, as far as the calling is concerned, as far as what you made available to us, God. You've set us in place to succeed, Lord. So I pray that right now that your people would receive, receive, receive what you have for them. And I thank you that we have broken something by getting together today. So I pray for an outpouring upon each and every one of us, Lord God. As we go and we get together in, in our homes, with our families, as we're, as we're doing our part to separate ourselves, God, that you would continue to be in our midst. And Father, that you would give us fresh revelation, fresh vision, and that you would prepare us for what's coming, God. For we know that it's greater than, where we're, than what we've come out of and what we're going to come out of. Of course, we lay claim over this community, over this county, over this state, and over this nation, and over this world for your honor and your glory. We have big vision because you're a big God. And we thank you for your presence here with us today. In Jesus' mighty and holy name, amen, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We love you guys. We love you guys.
God is still, he says that he would use us to raise people from the dead. Look, I tell you right now, in the name of Jesus, we lay hands on those that are sick by coronavirus. And we pray healing and proclaim healing upon their bodies. In the name of Jesus, and we plead the blood upon them, Lord God. And I pray that even for those that may be in a, a coma, those that may be comatose right now, Lord God, we pray, Lord, that you would touch them in that special place, Lord, and that they would come out of that coma serving you wholeheartedly with a testimony that they are healed because of the blood of Christ, the blood of Jesus. And we thank you, and we, and we pray for those that have been infected in this community and we proclaim healing upon them lord jesus those in this county in this in santa fe county los alamos the surrounding counties taos uh, in this state in the name of jesus not only do we believe for healing but we believe for salvation in jesus mighty 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 and holy name hallelujah hallelujah you know as i was uh, as i was thinking earlier and praying and and just reflecting you know I, I thought about uh, uh, a lighter note you know I get these news pop-ups that come out on my phone and, and I like I'm a news guy so I like to read the news and and uh, and there was the CEO of, Wal of Walmart came out and he said you know uh, there's been a change in the things that that the people are purchasing anymore it's changed from toilet paper and paper goods to hair dye and clippers. You can honk to that and you can laugh to that, amen. <laughs> and I'm serious about that. So I just brought a, that's a lighter note this this morning, amen. Uh, uh, you know, as we as me and my watch uh, me and my wife watch the news, we say, man, they're uh, they're looking a little rough. You could tell they haven't had a haircut, a haircut. I thank God that uh that I have my barber in-house, amen, and, uh, you know, don't tell her, but she can uh, raise the price now, and I wouldn't mind paying it, amen, but God is awesome, God is awesome, God is awesome, God is awesome, hallelujah, 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 again, it's good to see you here today, I want to read a little bit in the book of Ephesians, this is one of my favorite scriptures, because I want you to understand that this is temporary, this is temporary. We're going to come through this. We're going to push through this. We're Christians. We're believers. We're overcomers. huh? We're more than conquerors. huh? God has called us and set us apart. This world is, is, is hurting. This world is, is dying off. I mean, you know, there's been disease since the beginning of time. But I'm telling you right now that, God, that there will be a cure. There will be a cure. And I'll tell you for us, the cure is the blood of Christ. Let me read this. It says, And his incomparably great power for us who believe. Who's that power for? For us that believe. It's in, nothing can compare to that power. Nothing can come close to that power. And he says, That incomparably uh, great power for us that believe. I want you to know that there is power that is available to you and I this morning because we chose to believe. We chose to surrender. We chose to give our lives to Christ. Amen. That's good news this morning. That power is like the working of His mighty strength, which He exerted in Christ 
when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things, all things, all things, all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness, okay? That means that that power and that great, great power that's accessible to you and I, the fullness of Christ, he uh, lives inside of the body of Christ, which is you and I. I want to tell you that fear has no place here any longer. It can't stay in the house of God any longer. Huh? Sickness can't dwell in the house of God any longer. So he says, a fullness of him who fills everything in every way. He's called us to overcome. Amen. He's called us to overcome. So I want you to prepare. Somebody say prepare in your car. Hallelujah. We got a loud preparation going on out there. Amen. So now that we're preparing, we're preparing for what? For this thing to leave? No, we're preparing for the plan of God. His plan and his purpose. Amen. His plan and his purpose. Look, I want to take a look at the at the blood of Christ. Okay? As we know, you know, that cross, I was I was looking at my at my at my brother in Christ earlier and thinking about him. And I was remembering his testimony because I see all kinds of fear. I, I see people afraid and, and I and I know we gotta be cautious. You know, I know that you're afraid for your children. I know that, you know, as I as I was uh, watching the news again, you know, they were talking about on the news that that anymore, and we knew it that there the, that the technology there is to try is there to track us through our telephones, and I understood as they started talking about that 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 that, that they're that they're refining uh, an app that will allow you to uh, to know. That if somebody that has had the coronavirus, as long as they participate in this, if somebody has had the coronavirus and, you, and you're getting close to them, your phone will go off and let you know that somebody that has been sick is close to you. So to me, for one, that sounds like a little bit of paranoia to me. But what I really started thinking is being that all this tracking is going on, what I understand right now is pretty soon... You know, I was talking to a friend of mine a while ago, and he was talking about now, you know, uh, um, you know, people are talking or the government officials are talking about, uh, about you know, a, a one world finance, one world money. One, you know, so I can see that, that, that Satan is aligning certain things and God is allowing it. These things need to happen. But I understand this, that God has called us to overcome and not to be afraid of the things that are to come. Because there are things to come, and he's called you and I out for such a time as this. For such a time as this, amen? And I started thinking, well, look, man, if God pulled me out of that lifestyle that I was living before, I mean, he knew that I'd be living in these times. Like I always tell you, what a benefit and a privilege to live in these times as believers, because we have, God has entrusted us with that great incomparable power so that we can huh, rise up to the occasion so that nothing can hinder our walk, so that nothing can bring hindrance to us 
as God is refining his bride. And I thought, he's raised us up from that place. He's raised us up for such a time as this. This is our time to shine, amen? This is our time to get up. This, I'm going to tell you the truth. This is our time to lay hands on the sick that they may be healed. This is our time to proclaim uh, over God's people prosperity. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid, people of God. God has washed you and he's cleansed you. You know, the, the cross, as I was thinking about the cross, I was thinking about my friend. He's here today from Albuquerque. And he told me one day, he said, you know what? He said, I remember. He said, when I was so strung out, he said, that, that I remember he had two kids there. He had his family there. And, and, uh, and they were living in this house. He said, by this time I was so strung out, the water had been turned off. The way that I flushed the toilet was I had to use a bucket to pour into the toilet or flush the toilet. The electricity was turned off. Everything was turned off. It looked hopeless. So I started thinking about that because that, you know, when I hear stories like that, I understand that we got to just remember where God pulled us out of. And I thought, you know what? God, you're greater. My brother is not going to. You raised him up for such a time as this. You know, that was in the past. You took him out of that. His children, they were, they were little small children. And as painful as it was to live that way, I know that right now, as, you, as, you, as God has given them hope in Christ, I understand that we have hope. And, and, the God, and the Lord is going to use us to bring forth life. Somebody say life. You know, I, and I look around, I started thinking about different people and where he took us out of. And I'm not going to let this uh, enemy come and distract me. I'm not going to let this enemy come and, and bring, uh, uh, keep me in my home for the, I'm going to, well, when, 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 when we get the go ahead, it's time. It's time, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. We will have our, our, our outreach in the park. Man, I, I'm, I'm proclaiming it. I'm not sure, I, you know, nobody has canceled yet. So that means that there's big faith. So we're going to see the move of God. I'm telling you, get ready for a supernatural move of the Holy Ghost. It's coming. It's here. It's ours. It's time. So I, wanna, I just want to run down a little bit about the, about the blood of Jesus. We know that it's Resurrection Sunday. We know that, that man, this is our day. This is a day. Our whole uh, uh, belief, our whole faith, everything hinges on this day. And, and, and as I think about it and I understand that being that it hinges on this day, I, I understand that that great power, that great power, that earth-shaking power, that ripped those, that curtain, I mean, that curtain was no baby curtain. That curtain was a huge curtain. That power, even, even as, as Jesus was, you know, as Jesus was going down to the grave, as he was on the cross, there's power. But I'll tell you what, the resurrection power was a greater power than the power that tore that curtain in two. I mean, as I was reading earlier in the book of, of, of Matthew, when, when, when Jesus surrendered his life, that all of a sudden, the, the, the tombs opened up and those that were believers, those that, have be, those that had believed but had died, that they came to life and that they went into the cities to testify. So I'm telling you that some of us that were dead in our sin and transgressions, we've been called to testify 
and to give the good news. And the good news is this, that there is a future in Christ. The good news is this, maybe it might not go back to the way it was, but there's something brand new taking place. And me and you have a part in it, amen? Me and you have been called. We've been called and set apart. Leave those things behind. Leave whatever we need to behind. You know, it's it's interesting as as uh, you know as we're spending time in our homes. I know we are. I know you know there there this morning we were we were in our house this morning and and uh, we have new neighbors that moved in and they uh, they're they're workers. They're young. They're workers. They're always doing something. They're they, they were working and and uh, and I'm telling you. And so you know, we're getting ready to come to church and my wife says, look. The neighbors are there, are there, they're getting ready, they're digging to put in their ditch. We saw the bunch of pipe they had. And I said, you get away from that window, Gladys. Some of you understand what that means. So, but as we were reading, as we were talking about it, uh, they, uh, we were reading another news, another news flash that said, more people are looking out the windows wondering what their neighbors are doing now that they're, now that they're cooped up inside of their homes, amen. But I'll tell you one thing. As we look out the windows and we see the need for salvation, I'm telling you right now, as we're looking out and looking out our car windows, we see the need and we see that something needs to happen. So this is our time to rise up under the anointing and the power of God, under the power of the Holy Spirit. And we got to see uh, salvation is here. Today is a day of salvation. It's time to see the move of God come forth. Interesting stories. Let me tell you about the blood of Jesus. You know that blood can heal anything. You know that blood can transform anything. You know that blood. It wasn't. It wasn't only the cross, but that blood. If you, if you, if you, you know, think about it and you study about the blood of Jesus. I'm going to tell you right now, it remits sins. I'll tell you what, man, some of us were hopeless. Some of us didn't have a chance. Some of us were least likely to even succeed, much less serve the Lord. And I'm telling you that all of us here are miracles today because we said yes to, to Jesus. Some of you might be feeling a little, some of you might be going through things, illnesses, whatever the case may be. But I'm telling you right now, you're healed in the name of Jesus. You walk in it. You don't worry about it. You confess it till it happens. The enemy wants to hold us down and keep us bound. So I'm telling you, we don't even have to, well, we don't have to have pet sin anymore. We don't have to, man, be dabbling in those things anymore. We can walk in the fullness. We don't have to be complacent anymore. How many of you know that laziness in the things of God is a sin? Huh? How many of you know that we can rise up right now? How many of you know that God is doing something in us right now? So the blood of Jesus, okay, and that's in the book of Matthew, it causes us to dwell uh, in Christ and and, uh, and Him in us, okay? So the blood of Jesus, because of the blood of Jesus, that's in John 6, because of the blood of Jesus, He lives in us. We don't have a dead faith. We don't, Our faith is not dead, it's active. We're active in the things of God, okay? It is the means by which Jesus purchased the church. We've been bought already. None of you, everyone in this place, God purchased you at a very, very, very high price. Your life has a high price 
and you've been purchased, you've been set apart, you are a blood-bought believer, amen, risen up for such a time as this, uh, it's time, it's time, huh? it is the means by which Jesus becomes our atonement through faith, I'm telling you what, it doesn't matter where you came from, what your lifestyle was, it doesn't matter how you got here, it doesn't matter what anybody told you while you were here. It doesn't matter what's been spoken over you. It doesn't matter the negativity. None of that matters. What matters is that God has set you in motion, and now it's your time. All we got to do is humble ourselves before the Lord. The blood of Jesus justifies us and saves us. Huh? Uh, so, uh, uh, the, he, I mean, we're justified today. We're justified. If that's all that we walk away with, we've been justified by Christ. By the blood of Jesus, it redeems us. Um, it brings those who are far away from God near to Him. I'm telling you, you know what? It doesn't matter what tries to separate us. Man, we are close to the Lord. He's here with us. We're in this town. It's a little town, maybe. But I'll tell you what, Jesus is looking at us today. And He's walking amongst the cars. Did you fear him? Did you feel him walk by? Huh? He brushed right up against you. Huh? The blood of Jesus, it grants us forgiveness of sins. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. Man, you know what? I'll tell you what. It, it heals you of, of the past. You don't have a past anymore. Let it go. The past is not part of your identity. You grab a hold of Jesus and walk in your future. It brings peace and reconciliation. I'm telling you, no matter what. I have more peace, you know, uh, through all this, I have peace. Uh, the peace that surpasses all understanding, I, you know, I, I'm concerned. I'm concerned for what I see. Get ready for the crash, amen. I mean, things are uh, might fall, around, fall apart all around us, but we're not from this world, amen. We're just passing through, and the Bible guarantees that He will take care of us as we're moving forward and passing through. Do not go backwards. Do not give up any ground that you have already taken. You hold on to that ground. Don't let the enemy come in and distract. You hold on to what God has already given you. You lay claim over it for your children. It cleanses uh, our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. You know what? We've been cleansed. We've been, I'm telling you that right now I believe that God, I'm praying that God gives the body of Christ fresh ideas for ministry, fresh ideas to, to, for outreach, fresh ideas for growth, fresh ideas for with a heart to, uh, to disciple others, fresh ideas, man, that all the rooms in, the, in that church right there would be occupied with ministry, that people would be rising up and gifting that they didn't even know that they had. See, God is doing something right now. It is the means by which to enter into the most holy place with boldness. Did you know that we have rights as children? This is to remind us and to let us know and to understand who we are positionally. Man, positionally we are the children of God. He guarantees trials. He guarantees that we're going to go through things. He guarantees uh, uh, the testing will come. But I'm telling you what, he's refining your faith right now. He's building you up right now. Yes, yes, yes. He might be tearing down some things, old things, religious things, 
Things that you have picked up that will not do you any good for your future. Let them go. Let them go. Let them go. Don't hold on to, uh, to religious habits or patterns. Let God renew you with the freshness of the pouring of His Spirit upon your life. Washed and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Let Him fill you with boldness so you can uh, approach. Huh? That's in Hebrews 10, 19. So that you could enter into that holy place. Did you know the privilege that we have by... You know, there was only a priest that... One priest that could enter into the most holy place once a year. And I'll tell you what. Uh, for us, we can enter in 24-7. Now's the time of prayer. Now's the time of building up. Now's the time of preparation. Now is your time, Christian. We enter in with bold, not boldness in a way that we're telling God what to do, but boldness in a way that we're understanding positionally I am a child of the King. Positionally I'm a child of the Most High. Nothing can touch me unless God says it can. Nothing can get in my way. The mountains are moving in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lives are being transformed in the name of Jesus. There's preparation being made in the name of Jesus. Resources are, are coming to us in the name of Jesus. It sanctifies us. The blood of Jesus sanctifies us. It makes us complete for every good work. See, he says that he's already prepared good works for you and I to do. He's prepared them. They're ours. He's given us a responsibility. It's time to ask God, show me what those, re what th what those good works are, Lord, so that I can be prepared when I can get out of my car and get out of my house and get ready to go to the highways and the byways to minister to the lost and to the hurting. Prepare me for those good works, Lord. It cleanses us from all sin. It is the means by which Jesus washes us. It is the means by which we overcome the accuser of the brethren. Man, that accuser is always there. Watch out with your kids. Be careful. And I'm telling you, you got to be careful. Be careful. This, I mean, the, a lot of the church is in fear right now. A lot of people are in fear right now. And, and the enemy will try and keep us down. This is a single thing that will try and paralyze the church. I'm going to tell you the truth that, that fear paralyzes, but faith will mobilize. Amen. We got to be mobilized by faith. We got to be mobilized by faith. Amen. So I want to tell you, even as I was, as I was remembering, you know, people that we prayed for that have been healed from cancer, people that we prayed for. And these are real things. I mean, why, why should we be surprised in the body of Christ? Man, even if we pray for people from afar, man, we can heal people from afar. God says it. So I'm telling you, as, as I think about it and I, and I know about it and I understand it, I know that God has called us for such a time as this. Are you ready to receive your gifts? Are you ready to see, receive your spiritual gifts? How many know that they're available to us? They're available to us. We just got to receive them and God will use them. Look. I want to I want to show you a little bit about about what these wounds do as far as the blood is concerned. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Give me a couple of minutes. Amen. I just thank you for being here. What a blessing. What a blessing it is. You know, uh, somebody somebody texted me last night one of the pastors because he saw in the news that uh, the churches couldn't get together and then but you know, so I thought about it and I prayed. And then this morning, uh, we were wa watching the news a little bit. And we saw, or last night, we saw that the governor had said, we can get together like this. We're not doing anything wrong. 
We're not doing anything wrong, amen? We're getting together as a body of Christ. It's like Jason said, the body of Christ is not in there today. We're out here, amen? amen. Uh, you might be in there, but we're out here, amen? God is doing something. Look, the blood, the blood that came out of the wounds on his hands, okay? This is for, this. I want you to understand the blood. That blood is valuable and precious. That blood, you gotta, man, we gotta learn how to proclaim the blood. It's not only pleading the blood, it's proclaiming the blood. Amen. Proclaiming the blood over our homes, over our families, over our, huh? How, I mean, it, it's time for us to, to proclaim and plead that blood. So the blood that came out of the hands, okay? The believer has the authority that whatever he puts his hands or her hands to will prosper spiritually, financially. It'll bring healing, breaking curses. How many of you know the curses are being broken right now in the name of Jesus? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Man, I saw, I found feeling some raindrops out here. And I'm telling you, let it rain. Let the power of God rain. Let the power of God rain. Open up the floodgates. Open up the floodgates. Let it rain spiritually. Let it rain spiritually. Hallelujah. So, you know, as... The wounds on his hands as he was being nailed to that cross. That gives us rights as believers. Whatever we put our hands to will prosper. Whatever we do, we're like Joseph. I'm telling you what, Joseph in the Bible, whatever he did prospered. He couldn't be held down. How do you know that Jesus can't be held down? Amen. There ain't going to be holy. The church cannot be held down. We cannot be held down at this time. <laughs> you know it's pretty cool all i do is uh hook up my trailer and come to church amen it's, it's different but it's it's pretty cool amen i don't know <laughs> thank you jesus okay so we know that that the that, that that dreadful crown that was placed upon jesus's head and that blood that came from his head i want you to know right now your mind is healed your mind is healed and the mind of christ has been placed upon you Man, I, I always pray this. Let us think how you think, Lord. I want to think how Jesus thinks. I want to have the perspective of Christ. Amen. I want to think about what Jesus thinks about. So the blood uh, shed is forgiven for salvation. Um, all, that, all the blood shed on his head to give the believer a renewed mind. To seek out the will of God. Okay. Uh, the crown of thorns. We are God's children royalty man you are god's children you are clothed in righteousness you are dressed in righteousness in the name of jesus he has called you and set you apart for such a time as this the stripes on his back hallelujah the stripes on his back okay this blood was shed to bring healing to our bodies to break the spirit of infirmity and affliction so we break that spirit of infirmity and affliction right now in the mighty and holy name of Jesus. We break, we break uh, uh, the spirit of infirmity right now in the name of Jesus. We pray healing, proclaim healing. I pray healing over Luis in the name of Jesus. We proclaim it, we believe it, we stand on it. Okay, now the blood. The blood from being pierced, uh, from being pierced on his side, huh? Really, the heart to purge out from the heart sin and compromise. 
Man, we don't have to have compromise in our lives. We can live for Christ. We can walk in the fullness of who He's called us to be. Amen. One more. The feet, the blood that came out of Jesus' feet was to put Satan under his feet. Huh? That, huh? That, that the believer could, amen. That the believer could carry the good news uh, to, to other people. So uh, right now in the name of Jesus, because of those, because of those uh, uh, nails that were driven in those feet right now, we proclaim that Satan is under the feet of the church, under the feet of Christ. We proclaim that God has set us apart for his honor and his glory. I have a lot more, but we'll get into it next week. Amen. I just want to tell you right now, and I want to pray over you, and I want to proclaim freedom for us. I want, I want to give you some homework. I know that a lot of you come to church here, and I know that some of you don't. And if you don't, you're invited to come. Again, we will be here next week. But I want to tell you right now that your homework is this. You start praying in preparation for what God is doing, for what God wants to do in your life. Start praying for vision. Start praying for what God wants to use you for and allow Him to, to touch you in a way. And I'm telling you right now, prepare, 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 prepare. So let me pray and bless you on this day. Father, I thank you that I can't bless them, but you can, Lord. So I come in agreement with you, Lord, that these are your children, Lord. I pronounce over them renewing, refreshing, healing, prosperity, Lord God. I pronounce fresh vision. I pronounce gifting and anointing upon them, Lord God. We proclaim freedom for our community and our families, Lord. We proclaim and lay claim over this community that we would have to expand the walls in that church, tear down some walls, Lord God, that we would enlarge that sanctuary, Lord God, for what you're going to do. You're doing something special in this time, Lord. So we ask you to continue to move in our midst, Lord God. You have your way, Lord. And I thank you for your people. And I plead your blood upon them, upon their homes, upon their families. We proclaim your blood upon this community, upon this state, upon this county, upon this United States, upon this world. In the name of Jesus, let us turn to you. Let us repent and let us serve you wholeheartedly. And I thank you for your people. I pray that they would leave here blessed today and they would continue to move forward in their walk with you. In Jesus' mighty and holy name. Amen and amen and amen and amen and amen. Jesus! Let's drive out this way again, everybody. Let's start with this front line. He reigns, he reigns, he reigns, he reigns. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Jesus!